All right, welcome back to our second half. If you're just now joining us, I do apologize for my my voice. <laughs> it's Kentucky allergy season, so you know we're just powering through. But in the first half, we were talking about mindset, being connected to your why, and turning everything into an expression of gratitude and using that to ground you, propel you forward, to get that momentum. And we wanna give you some tips and strategies for how to apply that. Like, it's great to say, well, just have a positive mindset, mm -hmm. but how do you train your mind to do that? And how can you apply that to making changes to your health, to your diet, to your exercise, to your nutrition? Like, what are the steps that you can do? And one of the things that Bridget and I learned several years ago was kind of this three-part step um, for analyzing a situation for getting the positive out of it and for not ignoring the negative, actually like identifying something mm -hmm. that's negative, but also pinpointing what we can do to change that negative into a positive. Yeah, so you probably know this, but we are part of a network marketing company where we um, sell exogenous ketones. That is a huge part of what we do. Um, and in that, we are on the leadership, like the leadership tier in there. We are in the circle of champions. And so it's really powerful before and after events, we get together with the other um, circle of champions and kind of talk about what's coming. And then after, you know, the event each day, then we get back together and do this, this debrief. And it is really powerful and something that we are working on trickling down to our own leadership team. Um, who and we, our families. Yeah. Yeah. Who we work closely with because it just, it's powerful. It's a great way to set things up. Um, and it, the three parts, the first part is. Wait, before you get into oh. that. Like something that you mentioned that I'd kind of forgotten about is, yes, we meet both before the event as a leadership team and after. And meeting before is important because we're setting intentions, setting expectations. And that's something that's really important as you try to make changes in your life is to set those expectations, make them realistic, where you're having to, to stretch yourself. You want stretch goals, but they are achievable. So it is important to, to sort of pre-frame things. Yeah. Good thinking. Um, so the pre-frame is super important. Then we have the event. And then afterward, we go back. And the debrief starts with um, talking about something positive. And as we said in the first half, focusing on the positive can take some serious intentionality. And you all, it literally is just a matter of starting to think about your thoughts and think just like digging deep sometimes to find something positive. I mean, I know sometimes when I was making this shift in my mind toward the positive, I would have to say like, okay, I'm grateful that this is the hardest thing in my life right now. And I would have to think of all the things that could have been worse in my life. And that kind of helped me somehow. Um, but so the first thing is to dwell on the positive. And I now find that I do this even when I'm talking to people, if I'm going to have a, di a difficult conversation, um, which is just part of leadership. Um, if I'm going to have a difficult conversation, I always want to start with saying something positive, something that I'm grateful for in that person, just setting the tone um, in a positive way. You know, I do this with my family when, you know, somewhat, some, something needs to be addressed. Um, try to always just dwell, because there is always something positive. There literally is always a silver lining in every situation, no matter how you have to dig for it. So starting with a positive just sets the tone for maybe what's to come. Yeah, and it, it helps these, the other person that you're addressing like be receptive to what you're saying because it's not buttering somebody up. It's saying something that's genuine and true that you're grateful for, that you notice in them that's positive, and then they don't feel like you're coming at them with negativity. And that's something that's really important, I think, for parents to hear because a lot of times we don't notice and we don't comment on when our kids are doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. We just jump in when they're doing something wrong. So maybe before you approach your child 
or your spouse or your business partner with something negative that you want them to work on, how much better would it, will it be received if you first comment on something, make yourself notice something positive that they've done? Mm -hmm. So in this debrief, we start with, here are all the things that we did well. Um, and so we actually have like a, um, a whiteboard that they're being written on. And there's a whole column of things that went well with the, the event for the day, the positive things, the things that we want to make sure that we continue to do because it is helping um, us as a, as a business. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is we look at something that needs to be um, made better, um, but you, we can't just say what's negative, what's not working, what's bad. Instead, you need to say, this is what I see is an area of improvement. And the languaging there is very important. This is an area of growth. This is something we can work on. See how that is such a more positive spin than this is something that went bad. This is terrible. This is the worst. <laughs> you know, some of those things that I still say sometimes, but it's just, it's trying to shift your, um, your, the, the words that you use ha do have power. Yeah. I mean, that's super powerful. And it is a training. It's a training of your mind and your habits of using more positivity. Yeah, it's not something where you just like flip a switch and suddenly you're Pollyanna and everything comes out roses. It's intentionality. And that's important as you're making lifestyle changes to realize it is more of an effort at first and then it becomes habitual. You know, like when you're a kid brushing your teeth every day, that's not something that just naturally comes to you, but your parents reinforce it. Mm -hmm. And every day, morning and night, you're brushing your teeth. As an adult, hopefully, right. <laughs> but as an adult, do you really think, oh, I've got to write that down on my to-do list. I've got to write down to brush my teeth. I mean, no, I don't do that. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just habitual. And that's what you want to do to train your mind to think and to speak in positive language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is, um, so one thing that we learned that we catch ourselves and help emphasize with each other um, is if I, you know, if I want to say something, if I'm, I'm prone to say something like, oh, you know, I'm just this kind of eater, or I just do this, Rebecca will remind me, because this is what we've been reminded in these trainings for years, um, is in the past, in the past, I was a binge eater. In the past, I was controlled by my eating. Um, in the past, when I was stressed, maybe I got these headaches. You know, just kind of emphasizing like in the past, because then it sets your mind toward, oh, now and in the future, I do things differently. I am a different person now. I am pushing forward um, and blazing this new, like literally new neurons in your brain because you have these old pathways that are the default in your mind. I'm not scientific at all, but I think it's something kind of like this <laughs> is you have this default that your mind goes to when you're stressed, when you are in, around certain people or in certain social situations. Um, and you do have to create new pathways in your mind until they become a habit. Yeah. And for those of you who are just listening on the radio or the podcast and you can't see Bridget, when she's talking about the past, she's <laughs> literally moving her hand over her shoulder. And both of us kind of reflexively do that because that was how we learned it. Mm. They were talking about when something was in your past, like actually physically point behind you. And somehow that just grounds it in you more internally mm -hmm. that it is in the past. And something we have struggled with in the past has been technology. And so sometimes we fall into the language of like, I'm not good at technology. And the other one will say, no, remember in the past and they're moving their hand over the shoulder and something about that really just makes you think, yeah, that's behind me. I'm leaving that behind me. It doesn't serve me. That language doesn't serve me. That status doesn't serve me. So I'm pushing it over my shoulder and it's gone. Mm -hmm. 
Um, recently, we were actually having, in the past, we were having a tech <laughs> issue. And Rebecca, instead of dwelling and being negative, she's like, I am a tech genius. <laughs> I am so good at technology. I, she like said these five things. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. But y'all, we really do those things because it does. The languaging matters. And it is funny. I didn't even notice how it's pointing behind me. But just that action of getting it back behind you. Back, get behind me. Um, get behind it, me, Satan. <laughs> Um, there is power in that. Um, so that's how it looks. First, we state the positive things, and then we state um, something that is an area of growth, something for a way to improve. But it's not just saying this is what's negative. It is saying an area of growth, and this is my suggestion for how to implement this. This is how I think we can make this better, not just counting on someone else doing it, um, but actually having a solution not just the problem, but the solution. I mean, that's that's huge. Having that kind of ownership, both as a leadership capacity in our company, but just for yourself, like take ownership of your life. Don't just say something that's negative and expect the world to fix it. The world does not care. It's up to you. And like you are the one who can make a positive change in your life and also in others' lives. So it's very empowering for you to take ownership and say, but here's a potential solution. It might not be the best solution. And if you're working with other people, Bridget and I work together really well, bounce ideas off each other. And we always come to a better solution together than either one of us could alone. Because an idea I have sparks an idea in her, and then it just moves that idea forward. And working together, we come to a better solution. But it's super important when you identify a problem to also identify a potential solution. Take ownership of it. And it, it trains your mind to think, I have the power to make this better. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening to this and you're like, wow, I really want positive people in my life like that. Number one, it starts with yourself and becoming that like force of positivity in your own life. If you are looking for a more positive community, you can check out Keto Sisters. I mean, we have everything we do is hinged on positivity. And yes, obviously we talk about keto and all the different things, but that is foundationally a part of who we are and what we stand for. And so every single day, I would say, we get messages from people saying, I love how positive you guys are. I feel like you're just so different because of because of the light. Like we do just kind of shine. Um, and the world is just, it's just not oftentimes, a lot of times right now, the world is not super positive or pleasant. Um, and we are determined the more it goes that way, the more we are going to shine positivity in the other direction. Yeah. I mean, how important is that for people to stand up, take charge of their own lives, and be a force for positivity in the world because people will be drawn to you when you start making positive changes in your life. They'll notice your mindset's changing, your languaging is changing, and your life will change. Like the whole trajectory trajectory of your life will change when you make positivity your main mindset. And it doesn't come easy. It will be challenging because you have those old neural pathways and you do have to blaze new ones. But just being very intentional and like I said, at first you might have to translate something negative into something positive, but eventually you will have trained your mind where your default is to see the positive and not the negative. Not to say that you bury your head in the sand and ignore it, but you become a force for positive change. And it's funny, like I had a pastor once who said, if you complain about something in church, you're head of the committee to fix it. And how brilliant is that? You know, because it's really easy to be the whole poker and to find the negatives. It's much harder to be the solution-minded person, but it's more powerful, right? Because then you are a force for positive change. Anybody can point out the negative in the situation. We want to help people become those people 
to find the solutions. We're almost out of time. But the third thing, very quickly, is where all of this is headed, and that is what are you learning? What is your takeaway? What are you going to um, take from this and improve on? Um, how are you, how has this impacted you? Which is a lens that we now see everything through. Like, oh, this was a hard situation. What am I going to do to fix it? And how am I going to learn from it? And that, and we could do a whole entire episode on that. Um, but that is the third piece that we do um, is to really take time to reflect and think about what you are learning and how you are growing. Yeah, and it's important to have and identify those takeaways so that you actually implement something in your life. So if you've listened to this entire episode and you thought, ooh, there are three or four different things that I really like what they said, and maybe I should do that. Like, just pick one. Mm -hmm. Just pick one and actually implement it, actually do it. You can come back and listen to this later, pick up something else. I mean, I reread books, re-listen to books, and I always get something different out of it because I'm in a different place in my life. But it's super important to pick at least one thing to actually implement. That's it for now. Go create your best life. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to reallifeketo.com. We have tons of resources there to help you on your real life keto journey. Lots of content to help you maximize what you're trying to do with your health. Now, Rebecca was a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Rebecca is a lawyer, so she loves disclaimers. Here she goes. Okay. So we are not your medical professionals. In fact, we are not medical professionals. We're merely sharing our experiences and our opinions. And so you should not take anything that we say or present as medical advice. Moreover, you should always consult with your medical provider before making any changes to your supplementation, your nutrition, your exercise, whether or not you fast. Just run all that by your medical provider. Also, any results we present may not be typical and are not guaranteed. Do you feel disclaimed? Do you know anyone else who uses the word moreover? Now, if you've made it this far, you would probably really get along well with Rebecca, but I would definitely make fun of you for it. <laughs>